This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. It was Giving Tuesday, and that carries over for like a month. So, you know, support the show. You get an ad-free episode. Mm-hmm. You get bonus episodes. All that good stuff. My sweet mother has been a Patreon for like six months, and just now on Thanksgiving, I actually uploaded the bonus feed onto her ah. phone. She's just, she's supportive, you know? God bless her. <laughs> it's always nice when they realize the perks way <laughs> after they become supporters. Um, no, it. listen, we have two weeks of stuff to catch up on. Yeah, I'm going to try to front load this with the newer stuff, but... Um, the stories I wrote down that I want to talk about are insane. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Um, no, Thanksgiving's <laughs> a fucking miserable holiday for me because I had a miscarriage two years ago and now it's broken me inside. So no, I had a shitty Thanksgiving. How was yours? Glad I asked. Uh-huh. Um, it was fine. We were out of the country for like a week. Oh, yeah. And with kids. And Was it, this their first abroad travel? Um. Believe it or not, they went out to like India when they were little babies with oh, uh, that's very relatives. Of you. <laughs> very, um, but this is the this with, with relatives. You with, just shipped them off. Just shipped them off in a box, and <laughs> but they they were good travelers. It was fine. It was a good trip and off the grid. I mm-hmm. felt for like a nice week, and uh, the jet lag is still sinking in and killing me slowly. Are you bilingual? Do you speak any other languages? Um, no, not fluently, and some would say not even one. What are, what are your parents' native language? Gujarati. And you have none of that. I can understand it. Can I can't you? speak it. I definitely cannot write it. How many languages in India are there? 703. There really are a ton, mm-hmm. and I know zero of them. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay I'm going to start. <laughs> Wait, I have to say, I was yeah. on a... Uh, I'm so sorry, Sarah. I forgot to plug this, but... Um, I was on my friend Sarah F. Decker's um, podcast called Media Evil. She is a uh, professor of medieval studies and so freaking smart. Um, and she has this podcast where they watch um, media that is that takes place in like medieval times. And um, so she had me on. This is my third episode. What media actually. can you watch in medieval times? Well, like I, mean, it's I not can think like magical times. Singers. Jesus. Okay. Well, I just watch. <laughs> I just watch a kid in King Arthur's court. So you have like oh, all gotcha. Arthurian gotcha. legends, like basically anything where like everybody's dressed in brown and gray. Yeah. Um, that's sort of her her bag. <laughs> anyway, so we watched Kid in King Arthur's Court. It was super fun. It's such a fun movie. Um, I watched it twice and still just retained none of it. It was pretty embarrassing. But please uh, go check it out. Media Evil. Excellent. Let me start. Uh, we didn't talk about this because it happened right after our last episode. The uh, tragic shooting at Club Q, uh, which happened again like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There's a few stories I wanted to bring up with regards to that. Obviously, horrible tragedy. Uh, club Q in Colorado Springs, five people in the club were murdered mm-hmm. and several other people were injured. Um I don't know what there is to say other than that people haven't said already about it. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to add on to it other than... The queer community had to protect themselves yet again mm-hmm. because nobody's there to help. Let me start with this Christian hate preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to play he the has clip. A good take on this. Uh huh. I'm not going to play the clip because I dislike this person. 
Uh, his name is Aaron as Thompson. As opposed to the other clips As opposed you to other ones I could ignore. To? Yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron Thompson is one of those new independent fundamentalist Baptist preachers. But days after the shooting, like, I'm waiting for them to say something evil. What I don't know is what's the nature of what you're going to say. Is it just going to be like, I don't like gay people. Is it that gay people are going to hell? I'm expecting that from these people. Or they brought it on themselves. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, that kind of thing. I'm just, Anything that's victim blamey, we can rely exactly upon it. them to say. So I'm waiting. And mm-hmm. I'm like, where are you going to go with this? Because, yeah. like, it won't be good. Um, and the answer was, he said, it's a, quote, good yeah. thing yeah, there that it they is. were murdered because, quote, they're not here anymore to molest kids mm. unquote which mm. by the way of course not a thing they were doing Mm-mm. if you're looking for that go to a church mm-hmm. um and so the thing is i'm listening to this sermon and i'm hearing this and part of me is debating like how much attention should this get because i i come across this all the you, time i wonder about said, this. Oh, aaron something aaron thompson yeah okay um and i should say by the way this guy isn't just a nobody. This is a guy we've talked about before because earlier this year, one of the people who go to his church, or at least there was a guy earlier this year who said, um, this is my pastor. This is the guy who like baptized me okay. or something like oh, that. Okay. And then this guy later got arrested because he was threatening to shoot up a pride parade, I think, in nearby Idaho. This is the guy who did the shooting or the pastor? No, no, no. This is a random dude who said, I'm going to shoot up this pride parade. Police figured this out. They arrested this guy. Uh But if you go through his social media, Mm -hmm. this guy who got arrested said, oh, this is Aaron Thompson. This is him baptizing. Oh, this is my dude. This is my dude. So it's like this stuff, it does occur in kind of a bubble because it's not like millions of people are watching their sure. going to their churches or watching their live streams. However, the reason I feel it's necessary to point out what they're doing mm-hmm. is because they're not preaching to their choir in church. Yeah. They're hoping to get this stuff amplified in the context of I'm preaching you the gospel. By the way, I'm going to sneak in this hateful rhetoric. Mm-hmm. So I did share this online because I feel people need to know what these extremists are saying. Absolutely. By the way, it's not even different from what a ton of conservative propagandists it's were saying in other exactly ways, that. which is that, oh, well, you invited a drag queen to this bar. This is what happens when drag queens are involved or something. Like, there's no difference between the hate you hear on Fox News and what this guy's saying in church, except this guy does it explicitly, mm-hmm. and they just kind of wink, wink at no, it. No, he just on those other outlets. actions to their words. It's a the a logical conclusion for what they are. If you say enough people are monsters and molesting children and grooming people. It's, this shit is going to happen because anybody in this country can get a gun no matter what. And we have no mental health care. And all we have are these hate preachers just like filling these poor people's brains with garbage. Like gay people deserve to be dead, which is, I would say, probably not the most Christian sentiment. You would think, but who knows? But I haven't anymore. read the Bible that many times. Right. So. This guy's circle in the new IFB movement 
uh, he's not even the first guy to say something like this because after the Pulse nightclub massacre in 2016, his colleague Roger Jimenez made headlines for saying that the real tragedy at Pulse was that more of them didn't die. Uh, is this the same guy? Nope. Different, different guy. dude I that, in the same cult. I remember that um, that quote pretty yeah. pretty vividly. Um, another one in their... Uh, what year was Pulse? 2016. 2016. Uh, another guy in their same circles, Jonathan Shelley, said he would not shed a single tear if an extremist murdered everyone in a gay bar. Nice. Uh, that same guy, Jonathan Shelley, celebrated last year when... A gay man was, I think, hit by a truck accidentally in a pride parade and died. He celebrated that. Pride parade. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Um, And another, uh, Roger Jimenez again has explicitly called, actually, all of these guys have called for the government to execute gay people. Mm. Again, this stuff doesn't happen in some fringy bubble. This is what they say behind closed doors to their friends, but then live stream on YouTube and Facebook for a lot of other people. So I, you just have to know what they're saying because there's no way to explain to people this is what the other side is doing. Mm-hmm. This is what they're saying. They're, infl- they're all in the same conservative bubble. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are plenty of conservatives who are like, oh, of course, I would never go that far. Well, what do you think all the anti-trans, anti-drag, 100%. anti all of that stuff? When you're saying like you can't have drag queen story hours at a library... What do you think the subtle message is underneath that is, to the people? When you say they're hurting a, children, that's not even a subtle it's not message. Subtle. It's literally them saying these people are grooming our children right. because they have makeup on. And when you say that to a crowd of people whose like, baby is their gun, mm-hmm. it's like, what do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen? The only thing these pastors are doing are connecting the dots everyone else oh, is yeah. laying down. So uh, there's that guy. Let me, let me go to someone who's less... Uh, thought of as crazy, but still crazy, Jenna Ellis, who is a Christian lawyer. Uh, she's a Christian Jenna who Ellis. happened to be a former Donald Trump lawyer. Oh. So this is not a fringe person at all. Okay. This is someone who was in the White House working with Donald Trump when he was the president, mm-hmm. and now she's just a conservative Christian doing whatever show she does. Here's what she said about the shooting. The people killed in the nightclub that night, there's no evidence that they were Christians. Assuming they have not accepted the truth or affirmed Christ as the Lord of their life, they are now reaping the consequences of eternal damnation. So this is what's on her mind. It's that, you know what the real tragedy is about the Club Q massacre? It's not that a massacre happened. It's that I don't think these people were all Christian. By the way, she doesn't know that either. Oh, God, no. She's just like, well, if they attended a gay club... Or if they were gay or trans, well, then clearly they are not part of my group and they're suffering more. Can you? Um, that's not an extremist. No, like, it's that's not. one of the normal conservative Christians. And her belief, by the way, is shared by the evangelicals who live next door to you, too. Yeah. Because they're just sort of like, it's. Have you ever had the experience when you're like, oh, I know this person pretty well? And then all of a sudden, like, you notice they have a Confederate flag tattoo or something like that. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. It's too late now. This is something we talked about when it comes to talking to college students. Mm-hmm. When, when I was part of the Secular Student Alliance, this came up every now and then, where it's like, if you're talking to a room full of Christians and you ask them, like, oh, you have a friend who's a different religion from you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Christian dude in this crowd, 
I mean, do you think your Jewish friend here or your Muslim friend is going to hell? Because they're not accepting Christ. That's kind of the whole point here. Right. And the answer is, oh, yeah, I do. And this is somehow news to the friend. It's like, all we're doing is putting your beliefs out in the open instead of something you just apparently keep internally. I, I mean, know. truly, it's all, it's always, always, always been about saying the quiet part out loud, right? Like, that's truly, I think, the difference in the last, say, five years, so since the onset of the Trump of it all, is that people stop feeling the need to filter because there have been no consequences for this kind of hate speech except for the people who are murdered by somebody mm. spurring them on with their hate speech. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys are doing great, Christians. Definitely, Jesus is going to be fucking stoked about this particular maneuver. Nice work, gang. Yep. Rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> um, Rolling around that that uh, fucking boulder. God yes. damn it, that could have been funny. I'm Not even close. Nope. So, this is... Here, all of this builds up to a bigger issue I wanted to talk about, which is what happened at Focus on the Family. So Focus on the Family, of course, conservative Christian ministry mm-hmm. founded by James Dobson, mm-hmm. rabidly anti-LGBTQ. Totally. Um, but if you're saying, look, this massacre occurred in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. what should we blame for what happened there? Um, a lot of people were just mad at Focus on the Family. Didn't have any direct connection to the massacre, But they were like, if I'm trying to find something to focus my rage against, Mm. it's the people who spread anti-gay hate. Yeah. Um, So focus on the family's headquarters. A couple of, I think a couple of people um, basically went to the focus on the family headquarters Mm -hmm. a day or two after the massacre. And they graffitied messages on the sign outside the headquarters in the same city of focus Mm -hmm. on the family. The graffiti reads... Their blood is on your hands, Mm -hmm. five lives taken, Mm -hmm. and underneath the sign, kind of on metal placards resting against the wall, it's a Bible verse that says, uh, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14, 15, and no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. Which I thought very well. I mean, Mm. if you're going to pick a Bible verse, that's a good one saying even the bad people think they're good. Yeah. So right on there. So here's the question that I brought up. I want to bring up because I was thinking about this for a while. My gut reaction was, this is a dumb idea. Don't vandalize focus on the family. You're going to let them be victims. Right. And who are you helping when you're doing this? Because now they get to play this card like, look, we had, we, of course we condemn the murders, Mm -hmm. but why Mm -hmm. are you coming after us and destroying our property? Because you didn't condemn the murders, if I remember correctly. They, so the, the president of focus on the family, Jim Daly, put out a statement after the vandalism occurred. Mm -hmm. Here's what he said. Um, We recognize the community is hurting in the aftermath of the reckless and violent actions of a very disturbed individual. Mm. This is a time for prayer, grieving, and healing, not vandalism and the spreading of hate. We'll come back to that. He also said later, the families of the five individuals killed in Saturday night's senseless attack are in our prayers. We urge everyone to pray for peace, and we also pray for the individual or group responsible for this mischievous and unwarranted defacing of our ministry's property. So part of me was like, yeah, I mean, of course, you're going to say, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. You're not going to do anything else. 
Um, before I get to his statement, let me backtrack a little bit. Who did the graffiti? According to one Twitter account, which didn't have a huge following, but it's called like Colorado People's Press, they publicized the incident with pictures suggesting like they're on the spot when mm-hmm. this happens. And they said uh, this was the work of the Front Range Queer Community. I should say, I did a quick Google search. I don't think that group existed before the Club Q massacre. I think it just formed in the wake of it. Front range? Front never... range queer community. Okay. I guess like they're on the front lines sure, of sure, this sure. stuff happening. And all I know about it is they released a statement that was also included in a tweet, basically saying that the mass shooting that occurred at Club Q was no accident because this is a city steeped in homophobia, transphobia, and white supremacy. Colorado Springs is? Colorado Springs. They also said Focus on the Family is a group with a, quote, desire to rid the world of all queer people, and they cited the group's support for anti-trans legislation, Mm -hmm. conversion therapy, and falsified research, which they have a lot of. Mm -hmm. Um, So, even if... The twi- Twitter account or in the Front Rage queer community, even if it's anonymous, even if it's not them. Yeah, somebody did it. Somebody did it. And they're not wrong. Colorado Springs is a haven for white evangelical Christianity. It, it, I mean, this is where the Air Force Academy is, focus on the family, uh, a lot of Christian check, check, publishers. Gotcha. This is a place where homophobia is preached, where mm-hmm. transphobia is preached. The white supremacy I can't speak to, but it's baked into the Christian yeah, it's evangelical all, it's all world. Peace. And it's true. Like, focus on the family does not say, yeah, it's fine if you're gay. No, of course not. They have spent their entire ministry for decades trying to say there's something wrong with you if you're gay. Right. That you could fix it well, as if there's something to be fixed. So the letter isn't wrong. The re- letter isn't wrong, but, like, my dude with focus on the family is not getting the fact that this is a result of your rhetoric. If you keep pumping people full of bullshit that gay people are coming for your kids and gay people are doing this, that, or the other, of course somebody is going to snap. Like, this is what we saw all through the Trump presidency. Like, you cannot keep stoking fear into a population before somebody who doesn't have it pulled together but still has access to guns... It's going to do something And like even this. if the shooter didn't say, I'm doing this because of focus on the family. You don't pick a gay nightclub on accident. <laughs> right. And all, it's all part. Focus on the family may not support the violence, but they're part of the same system that feeds into those lies that then, if you look at conservative media and everything they're saying about gay people, that they said about gay people, they say about trans people, it's all part of the same ecosystem of bullshit and hate. I want to know whoever wrote this letter. I want to know their response to Mr. It's good that they're dead. They're not going to molest more people. Uh, there's or been I wish more. Zero response. But this to is any what I want it. to know. Like, right? you cannot, out of one side of your mouth, be like, hey, we're not anti gay. Like, d- be cool, guys. And on the other side, be like, hey, these people are dangerous and coming after your children. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, and I, I noticed that in Jim Daly's letter, he said, this is a time for prayer, grieving, and healing, not vandalism, and the spreading of hate. As if everyone else is spreading hate, but not them. Like, it's the There's... head of focus on the family. Their, their whole thing is spreading hate. That is what they are known for nationally outside their Christian bubble. 
And also the hate that they're spreading is resulting in what five people dying mm -hmm. and the hate that these people are spreading. The spray painters are what a thousand dollar like contract to get that scrubbed off. Mm -hmm. By the way, I, I this know up. which matters more and which and which they should be more upset about. I hey, want to we understand why the queer community is so upset. Hey, we have been echoing this time and time again. You're right. Our rhetoric is helping build a, f a culture of fear around queer people, especially in overwhelmingly evangelical places. So yes, I'm sorry. This was in. We wish you hadn't vandalized our thing, but we understand that you need an outlet for your anger. I want to come back to that in a little bit because yes, that is a valid point worth talking about. Jim Daly also said we want everyone to pray for peace, but again, focus on the family is a group that has lobbed so many grenades in the culture Constantly. wars. Who do you think is not keeping the peace here? The LGBTQ crowd wants to be like inclusive and tolerant and all in. They're the ones that are like, no, we need to get you out of our society. So which side is the peace? So here's the question I want to raise to you and to anyone listening. Um, and I do have an answer to this. So here's the rhetorical question. Was the vandalism a good idea? And I asked that question about the vandalism because, again, my first instinct was to say the vandalism is wrong. It's going to make people sympathize with a monstrous organization. Um, and I think it also detracts from the role groups like Focus on the Family may have played in the national rhetoric against LGBTQ people. You think? I worry about that. And also, by the way, one thing he said, I didn't quote this. He also said this in a statement. Focus on the Family is privileged to be one of many organizations in our city positioned to help and support the needs of struggling individuals and families. Who, after the Club Q massacre... Wait, 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 yeah. wait, give me context. Yeah. He wait, said, we're he said here to help. He, okay, so he is courting survivors to yeah. come to Focus on the Family? And I want to, could you yeah. please go ahead and reread that last part? People who are. We are here to help and support the needs of struggling individuals struggling and families. Struggling individuals. He just said struggling. He didn't say how, but let's say he's saying you just suffered through a tragedy. We're here to help you. He doesn't who do care you, about that. Who do you that. think from Club Q he or their family members are saying we're struggling with the massacre? Don't even give him who the should, benefit should, of believing who's gonna that he's going to go to focus on the family. I cannot believe you're giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's implying that, that they're he, struggling, that they're struggling the with PTSD or whatever. Yeah. He's obviously <laughs> saying if you're struggling with your sexuality, mm -hmm. like don't be naive. So not a great statement. Um, but the other reason I'm like, maybe the vandalism was a bad idea. It's that you're, it's like looting a random store in the middle of a riot because the obvious reaction from the outside is, what did that store owner ever do to you? He's not the right target for your anger. Right. Now, I want to offer, because then I started being this. Now it's like late at night, and I'm like, but I kind of think it's a good idea. Mm. And I'm like, but I, I don't feel like I can just justify that. But then the more I thought about it, the more I could justify it. Oh, boy. So I want to toss this out there. Here's why I don't think it was a bad idea okay. to graffiti this place. I have three reasons. Okay, reason one. It does put a spotlight on a powerful Christian group mm -hmm. that is famous for spreading anti-LGBTQ bigotry. Mm -hmm. And like... You have to do that at times like this. Let's call out the people who contribute to this culture of fear mm -hmm. and focus on the family specifically has 
said we need to oppose bathroom bills because you can't let trans people in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a big lies. threat on children. They oppose marriage equality. Sure. They opposed the mild Senate bill that just passed mm-hmm. about protecting like same-sex marriage across the country. Just like Jesus states. would have wanted. Yep. They oppose marriage equality. Mm. They oppose same-sex adoptions. Oh, God, I forgot about <laughs> yep. same-sex adoption. They have posted things on their website, though it's not front and center, that equate homosexuality with bestiality and pedophilia. They do all this, and I'm just citing focus on the family specifically. Yeah. So this is not a mild, decent group of Christians. Mm-hmm. This is a hateful organization. I'm citing them directly. And their whole ministry is giving evangelicals the tools they need to make the lives of LGBTQ people objectively worse. Truly. And at best, let's say you take all that away, you scrub their website of all that stuff. If nothing else, they're like Jenna Ellis, and they believe gays and lesbians who are not celibate Mm -hmm. and not ashamed of who they are, Mm -hmm. they believe they're going to spend eternity being tortured. That's the good news scenario in all. That's the best case scenario here. They also, by the way, believe trans people are lying to themselves and don't actually exist. and to all of us. So... Nothing symbolizes white evangelical Christianity in Colorado Springs or anywhere else more than focus on the family. So if you want to make a statement against the harm caused by white evangelicals, there is your target. And I wanted to quote one commenter at the website, Joe My God, who said it well. That's the first place I saw it. The sign wasn't defaced. It was edited for honesty. Funny. Okay, number two reason. Here's why I thought it might be justified. Mm. The graffiti, this is something you pointed out, the graffiti is relatively harmless. Mm. You can clean this up. It's a minor inconvenience at best. This isn't arson. This is not arson. It's a minor inconvenience for an organization that took in, guess how much money in 2021, according to their financial statements? $17 billion. Close. Really? A hundred thirty-one million dollars. Jesus. They'll be fine. Also, no focus on the family staffers mm. were harmed in the making of the message. And again, just and it's a, not threatening. It's not threatening. And more importantly, the injury in big quote fingers to focus on the family is insignificant compared to the actual murders at Club Q. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, um, have you seen those headlines in the news about the climate activists who have thrown soup or paint on works of art. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, I ignore those things. So I do too. I roll my eyes at they them don't sometimes. They especially helpful, but I don't know. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The point they are trying to make, because I, I rolled my eyes. Are who their hands on a shit? <clears throat> yep. Okay. The, it's very easy to roll your eyes and be like, what the hell are you doing? What and point do, are you trying to make? And I and I will. Yeah. So the point they are trying to make Mm. is what's more concerning, the mostly temporary damage they're causing to these paintings and these museums Mm -hmm. or the permanent damage that politicians and corporations are doing to the environment. Right. And if your instinct is to defend the art, Mm -hmm. maybe that says something about you and your priorities. That's the point they are trying to make. Yeah, but can I say, frankly, I think it's a bad point. So how is that different from the vandalizing the focus on the family? I think there's very few things that are the same, if I'm being frank, besides like the act of vandalism. I think that if you are making a statement to a specific company or organization, that's different than 
I feel like they're going after things rich people like. Sure, and I get that. I just do not, I don't know, I don't know. It kind of makes me think about right after, do you remember um, right after the election um, when Hamilton was huge mm-hmm. and Pence attended an episode? Uh, uh, yeah, like, and people booed taping, him in the a, audience. Well, they did a speech of, hey, yeah. we know who's in the audience, we want to tell you that we have concerns about blah, 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 and was not attacking or anything, no. but was just saying like, Hey, we're here and we see you. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is kind of on the same line, but I had an argument with my mom about like that wasn't the time or the place for him to do that. I'm like, what would be right, the time right, right, or right. place? What's the time or the place to talk about focus on the family's right. involvement in the hate? But I don't know. It maybe an unfair analogy. I guess I would no, I guess I would say that uh, no, I don't know. I just don't I don't know. I okay. get what they're saying of like, oh, if you're more concerned about this than that, like that's on you. But the climate is something pretty hard to wrap your arms around um, in terms of just like a thing or a concept if you're not in on it. And somebody fucking up a piece of art feels just pointless and nasty. If you aren't, if you are not going down that road of, hey, if you're more concerned about this artwork than you are about the environment what does that say about you? But also, like, the world isn't a binary. That's you, true. You can't, I can be frustrated that a treasured work of art, which, listen, there's fucking loaded shit in there with who gets to be a great artist, quote-unquote, and it's white dudes, right? So all of it's fucking messed up. So what up. you're saying is you're totally on their side now. I just, <laughs> I just think, like, this sort of false binary that they're setting up is not amazing. And I don't know. I don't have a better idea. I would rather them say, see, I would rather see them, like, vandalize Bezos' super yacht. <laughs> that, to me, is like, yeah, fuck yeah. Do that. Write shit on his big white yacht. I assume it's white. Aren't all, all yachts white? Uh, it's like a, dry, a giant dry erase board up there. Here's the third reason. Oh. That we that this graffiti might be defensible, which is that nothing else seems to be working right now. Christian nationalism is on the rise in the Republican Party. Twitter's allowing anti-LGBTQ stuff to spread. Facebook's always done that. Mm-hmm. Right-wing propaganda outlets keep running segments to provoke outrage against trans people. Even mainstream media outlets, The Atlantic, The New York Times, have published these irresponsible, poorly researched pieces that make it harder for younger trans people to get the support they need. School boards are getting taken over by right-wing activists who want to ban books that portray LGBTQ people in a positive light or any light. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Senate Democrats still won't pass the Equality Act because that would require getting rid of the filibuster. I mean, so all these calls for love and unity and tolerance, it's not enough to counter the fire hose of hate coming from the religious right and the con- their conservative allies. So if five people are murdered mm-hmm. in an LGBTQ bar, it's like, what the hell else can you do? Yeah. It's not that the graffiti on this sign is going to suddenly change minds. I feel like it's an act of frustration from people. Mm-hmm who have tried to do things the right way for years and years, and they're only seeing things get progressively worse. I mean, MLK said riots are the voice of the unheard. Like, this is what is going... I mean, And this is in defense of the uh, people who threw soup on a painting or whatever, of... It, they, the people who are doing this, understand that we are in a climate emergency, and the wheels of government simply turn too slow and nobody's willing to move them forward. They just want to fucking take them backward. Uh, my metaphor got away from me. But regardless, 
what are we, like you said, Here's what, what else? I what, would what, like, what else am I supposed to do? Since Focus on the Family wants advice from me, here's what I would suggest. Here's what I would like to see from them. Um, other than just stop everything, shut down, change your beliefs. Sure. I think here's, <laughs> here's what they could do. They could say, you know what? We're going to focus yep. elsewhere. We're going to remove the anti-gay stuff, anti-LGBTQ stuff from our website. We're not going to offer those resources anymore. We're going to shift our... Min- even though we still believe this stuff, mm-hmm. we're not going to have those materials or support them. What we will do is put all of our efforts behind adoption, which is a thing they also support and also work towards. But this time they're going to say, here's what I would like for them to say, we're going to make sure kids who need a home, whether you're a newborn or a foster care kid, Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure you're in the home of a loving parent. And even if those parents who are qualified, even if they include same-sex couples, single people, Mm -hmm. whatever, we don't care. We're going to help you find a loving home Mm -hmm. because that's what the kids need Imagine if they said, we care, we're so pro-life that this is what we're going to dedicate ourselves to. Do you know how hard it would be to criticize them for that? I wouldn't be up to. And I wouldn't be able to. Here's the thing is, we're not here to find things that are wrong with Christianity and and shine a light on them. I'll do that later. These are the glaring things. If if genuinely, if Focus on the Family tomorrow was like, hey. We're done with the anti-gay shit. We're done gay bashing. We'll leave that to Jenna. We'll leave that to our close personal friend, Jenna. Um, We're only going to focus on doing good works in our local area, finding homes for foster kids and adopt, you know, kids who are in need of adoption. It would be a win-win for everybody. Oh, my God. It's like saying Franklin Graham taking the lead on this sort of effort. It's like, stop it. You're making yourself look good. I know. they would never do it, though. They won't do they it. They are going to complain about spray paint more. They want to do that more than they want to help other kids. They, I don't think it's that they want to help anybody. They just want to keep doing exactly what they're doing and not and be questioned. there's 131 million reasons for them to keep doing whatever oh it is Oh, my doing. God. How long do you think it would take us to raise $100 million for this podcast? Two days on podcast if every listener gets their act together. <laughs> Bullshit. If every <laughs> listener gets our act together and gives us $100,000. I mean, Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. We yes. are, I want to be clear. We're not a nonprofit. <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. Do not try to write this off on your taxes. <laughs> We're not a nonprofit. I spend my money on wine and rent. Yeah. Yeah. And I steal the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Here's some good news for right. a second before anything else. Um, the census came out yesterday in England and Wales, and there was some shocking new information. Uh, this is the 2021 census. The results, part of this results came out yesterday. And what they found was that in England and Wales, specifically okay. the parts of the UK, mm. uh, Christianity is now in the minority. No. Yeah. Wait, you said Wild. Wales and... In England. In England, okay. And they're saying the percentage of people that call themselves Christian between 2011 and 2021, mm-hmm. the people who called themselves Christian went from 59% to 46%. Wow. They're in the minority. And during that same time period, the no religion crowd... Our people, plus weird superstitious people, <laughs> went from 25% to 37%. Huge jump up. Hmm. So Christians still outnumber the nuns and everybody else, but 
all the rest of us who are not Christian are outnumbering them. That's fun. That's a so, fun little twister reel. Absolutely wild. And one of the things, the, one of the reasons this is important isn't just because if you look at a graph, you could just see these two lines on the verge of crossing, but they just haven't yet. You just see the Christian line going down right. and then no religion going up. And it's just a question of like, when are they going to cross? Um, wild. But this is wild because in the UK in general, mm. Christianity still has so much power. And what this census result has done is it gets people talking about like, why does Christianity have so much power in our country? Yeah. Because the Church of England is still like the official church. Mm. Uh, bishops in the Church of England get like seats in the House of Lords. Mm. I don't know if that's accurate. I hope that's accurate. <laughs> There's compulsory uh, compulsory Christian worship in public schools. That's a thing they do. I do. It's genuinely one of my favorite things in the world that England has, like, the Church of England. Yeah. And most British people are like, no, thanks. Right? I'm good, when actually. When you have a national church, most people are like, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm okay. Um, Which is why I think, hear me out, we should implement a national, a natural... If we, if we made it a national Christianity what in the U.S. What if we made Unitarianism mm. the national religion of the U.S.? Then nothing would change because no one pays attention now. Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool? It would be better than, right? what, like, than the unofficial Christian would... nationalism religion we got going on yeah, right now. I don't like that at all. Yeah, and it, There's also religious programming on public television in the U.K. There's chaplains in hospitals, prisons, and the military that are overwhelmingly Christian. I mean, truly... By the way, humanist marriages... Like, done, performed uh -huh. by humanist chaplains and stuff, still not legally recognized no. in England or Wales. So all of these wow. Christian traditional things that are based upon this idea that we're all basically Christian. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't think you are anymore. Oh, You're that's <laughs> so funny. And by the way, I should point this out. The way the census asks people this question about religion, mm -hmm. here's what they do. First of all, they make it optional. So who's going to answer? The people who are very invested one way or the other. Gotcha. And it says, what's your religion? Just open-ended? It's multiple choice. Okay. <laughs> but what's your religion as if you religion have a is religion. the default? So it's yeah. like, what church do you go to, not do you go to church? Right. Imagine if they said, are you religious? Mm -hmm. If, if so, so, what religion are you? Because then you'd have even more people saying they were not religious. But because they say, what is your religion? Oh, well, I was raised Christian, so I'll just say Christian. Like a lot of people, I'm sure, did that. Which means these numbers that are devastating for Christianity and mm -hmm. really good for the non-religious crowd the are actually world. underestimates. Like it should actually be sure. way more skewed than it really is. Like who knows? Uh, Humanist well, UK pointed out like so people are asking Humanist UK like so what what happened? What's yeah, going, what's on, going now? on here? Here's one uh, part of their statement. We think this has occurred because scientific explanations of how life came to be are nowadays pretty complete. At the same time, some religious groups have found themselves increasingly at odds with public attitudes on issues such as sexual orientation, the role of women in society, and mm -hmm. abortion. Some have experienced sexual abuse scandals. I'm on board with all of that. Um, I mean, the church has definitely shot itself in the foot on sure. pretty much everything. Um, there's also more resources than ever before for people who question their yeah. faith, no matter where you are. Um, so I'm, it, these trends are not ending yet. Honestly, it's, it, um, I just watched a show called Inside Man. It was like a mini series starring David Tennant and uh, Stanley Tucci, who are wonderful. I did not like the show, but 
um, David Tennant played a vicar in his like little British town. Um, and it was very interesting to like listen to him because in in this situation, I guess vicars in general, like you can be married and all this stuff. You're you're not celibate. And David Tennant as the vicar talking to his wife about how she didn't believe, but he's the vicar was very like it gives you a very interesting insight into like how the British consider religion, which is which I think. I'm probably speaking on turn, but it feels a lot more private and personal than, <laughs> say, Christian evangelicals in the United States. Hey, this stuff is changing. I'm. It was exciting to see those results because it only confirms what I've heard mm-hmm. and felt anecdotally. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to put numbers behind it because the articles that came out mm-hmm. this week from so many Christian outlets is trying to defend themselves it's putting them on the defensive, yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're dropping. You guys, we can't just ignore this. We have to find a way to make this make sense. Because you know a bunch, even they know, that a bunch of the people who call themselves Christians are not going to are church. in their 90s. Are, are also in their <laughs> 90s. They're not super religious. They're sure. just culturally Christian, whatever that means right. to them. So, like, the church people are like, oh, this is not good news. There's not much we can do because the things you have to do to change those numbers around Uh are things they literally cannot change Mm because it would mean violating their faith. It truly, it goes back to, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Not being Um, bigots is not a choice they think they can make. Right. Um, In 2012, the... um, the the Republican Party did that like autopsy of what's going on, and they're like, "Hey, we're being shitty to black and brown people and women. So if we want to continue to have any power, we need to probably move that around." And everyone's like, <laughs> "Okay." Did anyway, you see they're doing another nationalism. autopsy on the midterm elections? And guess who they decided to put on the committee? The Republicans to, did the Republicans. An autopsy? They said we're going to do an autopsy on why we there was no red wave. Who's on the committee? Tell me. It's a bunch of Republicans who lost their races. No! And like Tony Perkins, the Christian nationalist. It's like the most extreme. Blake Masters, the Senate candidate. Fuck is that? uh, Senate candidate in Arizona who was against Mark Kelly, who was a Trump guy. They're like, hey, we need you to tell us why all our people lost. You think he's going to say, well, it's because they were all like it's me? It's because you're no. racist, gang. So and they you're put all actively the... trying to hurt people. So they put the Confederates and racists on the committee to say, can you tell us what we did wrong? They'll get to the bottom of uh-huh. this. Um, let me oh give a shout God. out. Let me give a shout out to our sponsor this week. L had a small problem. Growing up in a secular household, but in a community dominated by one religion, L was one of the few kids in her third grade class who wasn't religious. When she talked to friends and classmates, she found that many of them had a hard time imagining someone who didn't go to church or pray. Some others wondered how Elle could know right from wrong without religious leaders or sacred books to tell her. The conversations Elle found herself having were not judgmental or contentious, but the result of honest curiosity. After school, Elle would ask her dad to help her explain what she believed and how she felt in a way that would make sense to the other kids at school. From those talks came ideas that eventually became L the Humanist, which is a warm, clearly expressed introduction to humanism for young readers. The book even has a foreword from Daniel Dennett. You can order the book at lthehumanist.com. That's E-L-L-E, thehumanist.com. And if you use the link in our show notes, 
or enter the discount code friendly atheist, one word, all lowercase, you'll get 10% off anything on the site. Thank you to El the Humanist and the family for supporting this show. Okay, I'm going to this story, which I think has to be one of my favorite things I've seen in a while. There is a city in Alabama called Tuscumbia, and this coming weekend, they're going to have a secular festival of Yule being can celebrated we, there. Can I just sit with Tuscumbia for a while? You may. I love yeah. that. It's really fun to say. Hey, everybody listening, just say Tuscumbia out loud. While you are doing that. So for Tuscumbia. years now, like over a decade, they've hosted a Charles Dickens themed celebration called oh, uh, It's a Dickens Christmas, y'all, which involves like horse drawn carriages and mm. pictures with Santa and old timey costumes. Like very cool. Um, this year, that event will take place on December 10th. So it turns out last year in a nearby town, um, a woman named Kendall Gilchrist hosted a festival of her own in like Florence, Alabama, that celebrated the festival of Yule, not based on Christianity per Mm. se, but it showcased local businesses. She's really big on small businesses. Mm -hmm. She's the owner of Hesperia Mystic Shop. Ooh, spooky. Stuff like that. Um, So she wants to highlight and showcase the local small businesses. So this Festival of Yule was like, hey, come on down to like this part of the city. You could take a picture with this 7.5 foot Krampus. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool sort of thing. I'm here. I'm in. She had so many people coming out for that last year. And this year, like, because they had so many events in that same city going on, Mm -hmm. she's like, where else can we go? Well, let's try Tuscumbia, because they have this big festival, and they got a permit to host the Festival of Yule on December 3rd, a week before the Dickens one. And the name is so fun to say. And the name is very fun to say. So Krampus is making a return. Everyone's supposed to dress up. Tuscumbia's Krampus. (laughs) So here's the problem. Some citizens on Facebook started complaining when they saw the signs come up. They were like, how did our city council approve this pagan festival? Um, And some people wanted to complain specifically about the Festival of Yule. So the city even put out a notice saying, hey, look, we're having a public meeting on like before Thanksgiving. And they said this in the letter. This is an opportunity for public comments on a special event permit that was issued to Kendall Gilchrist's Festival of Yule. Oh, boy. So it's like we're holding a meeting. This is a, a great start. I know. We're holding a meeting just to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And that didn't sound great. I should say, like, in their city code, they do have a section that says no permit shall be denied based solely on the applicant or content of protected speech mm. scheduled to occur. Like, there was no reason they could rescind the permit. And I should say, I spoke with Gilchrist, and she's like, the city council people have been nothing but professional with me. Like, I have no reason to think they're going to say no to this. Mm-hmm. So, like, and also, it's not like I'm trying to take away from the Dickens one that's and going also, on. And also, it would definitely be a First Amendment violation if they took that... It definitely could be permit if they away. said, yeah, that well, you're not It Christian. definitely would be because they're taking the permit away based on her religious beliefs, which I believe... <laughs> Is covered in the First Amendment. You would think. So, the Monday, which is like Monday of Thanksgiving week, they had this special meeting that took place. And did I watch it on Facebook? You bet I did. did. Do you see your kids ever? I don't know who they are. So, I'm watching this thing, and I want to 
I wrote an article about like the complaints and the fact that people didn't like the festival of Yule. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, good. Get, get some good juicy quotes. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> I'm going to play you two minutes of the city council two meeting. Two minutes is a long it time. It is a long time. Um, I only say that because they referenced the article I wrote at one point, And uh, I just oh! want to. I know. Um, Hemet, so what makes you happier than when people like name check you in when public? they get my name wrong? That makes me amused. But has I'm, anyone gotten your name right? No, not even you. Of course. So what? I'm going to play this clip. This is spliced together. I'm going to say that like this is not a two minute oh, okay. clip. This is a splice together of like three different people complaining during the public comment section of the meeting because they don't like the festival of Yule great, and great, they don't great. like that. I said that like, there's no reason Christians have any business saying they should rescind this uh, permit. Okay. Let me see if I can get this. Uh, enjoy. As a pastor in the area, I just cannot stand by any longer and see some of these things Sounds that like are Leslie going Jordan. on in our County. My celebration during this time of the year is for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh. As we celebrate his birthday. Oh, so brave. So brave, Gary. We have really gone too long and not stood up as Christians mm. about things like this. Sure. Let me, Famously. Let me quote this for Only Sky is a, is a journal magazine. It's dedicated to protecting America's secular democracy through reality-based Journalism, storytelling, and commentary. Best advertisement we've got. Truly. So this. I hope Gilchrist is right this is that the backlash won't go anywhere after Monday's meeting. City officials need to recognize that complaints from Christians aren't good enough reason to ignore their own laws. This yeah. is me writing. I could tell. I'm here I know to your tell voice. you we are good enough to stand up for Jesus. And you I'm going to do that. Good enough. Let's go on to hear what what um, what Herman Meta said in the Only Sky. He <laughs> said the founder Herman of Meta. FriendlyAtheism.com is involved, a podcast YouTube creator, sir, podcast co-host, <laughs> and author of multiple multiple books about atheism. Multiple books? You can look up every sure. bit of this. Just the one. It is demonic. It is satanic. Someone else. You are opening up this city Mm. for possession and oppression that you have never known. The problem is, is that not all beliefs are equal. Not all ideologies are equal. Uh Uh-oh. There are some who are false, and there is only one that is true, and that's Christ. Oh, no. Not the First Amendment again. Can you tell why I watched the entire thing? Oh, boy. Was was it amazing? It was amazing. Did everybody look really cool and pulled together and slick? If you want to come around, you can take your headphones off. I have a screenshot of the meeting. And the answer is yes. Exactly what you think it would be. Oh, a lot of white people. Oh, (laughs) this is black guy. Honestly... I don't think he was talking about the Yule Festival. I think he was there to talk about something else. Oh, he's just there? How about this lady? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. This is our pastor who called me Herman. Wait, wait, wait. This guy talking? This guy talking. Who's he? Uh, exactly what you think a guy who's a pastor in oh, Alabama know, would talk like. He looks like a look cartoon like. butler. Sure. 
I will take that. He's missing a top hat, I feel. No, 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 no. not his clothing, obviously. He's mm. dressed like a, a schlub. But <laughs> I, I think his face, he's just got that like really round penguin-like look that mm. really screams butler to me. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I will say Herman they have not, res- they decided not to rescind the permit. Hey! But, so the festival, if you live in that area by Tuscumbia, that festival's taking place on Saturday, December 3rd. There is some fear that there will be protesters around there, but those are on fear their own. or it tingling has, with anticipation. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious Love how that will go. We'll see. So congratulations oh, to Kendall Gilchrist for doing this and for the city council for not going back on what they were supposed to. I mean, they did oh, what they were boy. supposed to do. Yeah. They haven't backed down. I Congratulations hope it stays that way. to you for being um, Thank you. Thank in you. yet an <laughs> in the mouth of yet another asshole. My, they just love saying your name wrong. It's, you, you should. I <gasps> think I get a little more joy when those crazy hate preachers mention me because it's like living rent free in their heads. A hundred percent. But this guy doesn't realize that he was giving us only sky free publicity. Sure, because he read the whole. He tag went to the line. about page and he's like, <laughs> these people think. Oh, they like reason and atheists. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. Oh boy, that's really. Could somebody? Hey, hey, hey! It's me, Jess. Could somebody please find all of the ways people have mispronounced Hemant's name and throw them into a supercut for me? Because I would listen to. I would fall asleep (laughs) listening to that. (laughs) My Herman Mortal. Close enough. Um, this is a scary situation. It's pretty fucking phonetic. You would think. It's all yet, of the letters said the way in the order. You would think. And Hammond. Yet, close enough. What? You no, say it, it is. That's, how, fuck, I, that's how I say it. Don't call me racist. All right. So let's talk about this scary thing in Bangladesh. Oh in 2015, there was this spate of murders, assassinations against atheists and people connected with atheists, Shit. the people who were writing about it in books and blogs, and, like, it was effing scary. Mm. Because um, part of it was the government wasn't taking it seriously, it seemed, because you had these atheists getting murdered in their homes and their streets mm-hmm. um, because they were public about it. Mm-hmm. And then the government was like, eh, we, we'll look for the killers. Sure, we will. Yeah. And one of the Top most... Of the one that kind of started this all off, the first of the murders, mm-hmm. was a guy named Dr. Avijit Roy. He was at a book festival in Dhaka, Bangladesh, and as he and his wife were returning home, mm. these assassins got to him. Fuck. It's similar to, like, what happened to Salman Rushdie, who was speaking at a festival, mm-hmm. and a guy just kind of rushed the stage. Yeah. Well, these, like, two or three guys rushed them as they were walking out of the festival. Fuck. And, like, basically... Um, they used a knife and they got this guy. Ugh. They got his wife too. She survived the attack. Jesus. But that was the first murder. Later in the year in 2015, um, by the way, like later in 2015, I believe, uh, they got the guy who published his book, who I don't even know if Whoa. he was an atheist, but they got the publisher um, and basically uh, it was horrific and awful in every way imaginable and it wasn't until like 2019 that any of these people were charged with murders for any of the stuff i'll I'll, let me go back for a second in 2021 five men were sentenced to death for the murder of avijit roy okay um and like they were okay they were sentenced to death i don't agree with the death penalty but there you go 
Um, and in the case of the publisher, uh, 2021, eight men were given the death penalty in association with eight his murder. Men were Some in of, on it. Again, this is part of a terrorist cell. And, and it's just like, targeting atheists? Yeah. And it took years for any of this to happen and international pressure for, it seemed, for the Bangladeshi government to do anything. Now, I'm just going to skip ahead here. Two of the men who have been sentenced to death, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, when's that going to happen? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But two of them are also caught up in, like, other crimes. Oh. So a couple weeks ago, they were being transported to, like, another court for another hearing for a different crime, Mm -hmm. even though they're sentenced to death in this one. I don't know how it all Uh, works. That's how it works here anyway. Um, You get... But apparently, as they were in police custody and heading to the courtroom, their buddies, who were still on the streets, uh, basically hijacked the motorcade, in a sense, and got their two buddies free. Holy shit, this is an organized situation. Yeah, according to an article, men on motorcycles, men on motorcycles attacked police officers escorting the prisoners to court in Dhaka by spraying something in the officers' faces before whisking the convicts away. Other accounts that I read said the men were only handcuffed and not shackled by the legs, which suggests these police were not taking them seriously. That is what I was going to ask. I know very little about Bangladesh, except for that it borders on India. Do you know anything about the culture? Like, is it a very, very religious country? It is. But again, this is one of those things where it's like... Is it a corrupt country? Every country in that area has its corruption problems. But it's like, okay, the whole pressure that was put on the government was... People are being murdered for their religion, even if this is a Muslim nation. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to stop it? And finally, they seem to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, But clearly, these guys who are given the death penalty are not being secured enough. So how seriously did they take it? They're not being treated as a serious threat. And now the question is like, well, now that these two guys have escaped, Mm. what are you doing about it? Are you going to find them? Are we now going to see... Is the answer nobody? Nothing? I don't know. Are we going to see a resurgence of assassinations against atheist writers and others? There's no real answer. The government, I should say, issued a, quote, red alert at its Mm. borders. They offered a reward of about 10,000 American dollars, which is a lot there, several times the annual income for any information Mm. leading to the fugitive prisoner's capture. Mm. But as I'm writing this, as I'm saying this, uh, there's no movement. I don't think they've been caught yet. Um, But it's... Maybe not a high priority. It's frightening, yeah. Uh, their irresponsibility really puts a lot of religious skeptics in question, which is frightening. Yeah, I, I really kind of thought we were sort of past that phase of like atheism, of people are going to assassinate us for not believing what they believe. I thought that was a little more... Yeah, it's frightening uh, that this down, is but happening at all, and yet... I guess I'll have to cancel all of my travel plans to Bangladesh. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. do that. The Asian capital of... I don't know, what's Bangladesh known for? Dhaka? Sure! Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, they make a lot what of are they known there, for? Don't they? I don't, don't they know. Do a lot of weaving in Bangladesh. Why do I think I know that this? That one's off my radar. Jessica, stop making things up. There you go. Let's talk about BYU. They're in the news this week. Why are they in the news this week? Get this. So BYU, Idaho. Brigham Young University, yep. the Mormon University yep. in they Salt have Lake an City, affili- but there's an Idaho They branch. have an affiliate in Idaho, mm-hmm. BYU, Idaho, which has 
BYU light. Uh, has a reputation for not being BYU light. It's BYU extreme. Like really? they are even more conservative than you would expect. Truly, if you have a belief and really want to go fucking ham on it, go to Idaho. They mm-hmm. got your back, except and for the like, Christmas guy. Yeah, avoid Boise. Go to the other spots, sure. and man, it gets red. I mean, Boise is smaller than probably Naperville, but like mm-hmm. that's their big city. So you drive twenty miles in any direction. Wilderness. <laughs> yes. So here's what's the uh, here's some background that makes sense here that to help the story make sense. In 2020, okay. the Mormon Church created an office that was basically supposed to help Mormon leaders verify that employees who work for their like LDS run schools, like BYU, do they agree with the church's beliefs? Because in addition to whatever's on your resume, which they, of course, you want to verify, like, yeah, they have their academic credentials. Of course, they can be professors at our school, Mm -hmm. but it's a faith-based school. And you want to make sure their faith-based credentials are also solid. That they're practicing Mormons and not just a lapsed Mormon who just needs a job. Right. And so they set up an office called the Ecclesiastical Clearance Office, the ECO, um, to help Mormon leaders Mm. verify these potential employees because they have a lot of employees at their schools. And earlier this year, they even announced uh, a new set of questions for the bishops. Here's how this works. You apply for a job at BYU. You're a professor. You want to get a job at BYU. Uh, Man. (laughs) So um, your bishop, your local bishop has to answer these questions on my behalf, on your behalf. Like Like I've seen Jess in, in church every, I assume Sunday, but whatever. The questions include, is your church attendance solid? Mm. What are your family relationships like? Mm -hmm. Does, yep. Does she support church leadership and doctrine? Some of the questions get very personal. I don't think I would have gotten this job. Oh, just wait for it. Okay. Some of the questions get very personal. Here's a, I'm reading this from the sheet. Has this member demonstrated an exemplary and extended pattern, at least one year, of avoiding pornography? <laughs> Your bishop has to answer that for you. What? Yep. What are you saying to me? How I'm saying would a you're not getting your job at BYU. Possibly no. Oh my god! Oh, because you would I be confessing far your sins. Too much porn to be considered because for a job be, at BYU. Not to mention the whole atheism thing. And I was kind of a slut before I got married. I bet they I don't mean, like that. You're watching. There's Mormon porn out there. Oh, it's a it's a niche. Oh no. Oh, there's documentaries about the Mormon oh, porn. Oh no, my incognito Sorry, mode is your, going to be fucked. I'm gonna say yeah. They're so, gonna call the cops on me. Mm-hmm. So and here's the thing: they issued an updated questionnaire mm. earlier this year. On top of that, and, and it was at the top. It was like, "Hey, gang, we realize it's really fucking weird for you to." Report on the pornography. No, use? that was on the old list as well. That one just stuck around in the right. new list. Sure, Here's the question they asked this time around. Oh, there's a new worst question. There's a new worst question, kind of. Uh, does this member have a testimony of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and of its doctrine, including basically, do you agree, on its teachings on marriage, family, and gender? Gender. Uh-huh. So basically, like, does this person oppose LGBTQ rights and same-sex marriage just like the Mormon church requires? That was a new question, and everyone was like, oh, they're basically saying, are you on board with the Mormon church's bigotry? Honestly, and that's truly, these... I mean, maybe this is naive of me, but, like, I cannot help but see, like, as these schools and these communities and these churches continue to, like 
like crank down on the the things you can or cannot do there's only so many people who are willing <laughs> right like who are willing to be like yes i actively hate gay people yes and i'm fine with it yeah yes i will not and masturbate or look at pornography or thing, have lustful thoughts it's insane the weird thing about this is that a lot of christian schools and this is a de- source of debate in a lot of like christian places mm-hmm. let's say you teach at liberty university like mm-hmm. again fundamentalist christian school what does that mean in practice? I mean, they can hire whoever they want. They can set whatever standards they want. you yeah. got to be their kind of Christian sure. to get a job there. But when I say that, what that means is you agree with a certain set of principles. you got to believe this about Jesus. Yeah. you got to believe this about the Bible. Yeah. I believe, I hope I'm right in saying this, it, at some Christian schools, not maybe not Liberty, at some Christian schools, for example, do you have to believe in young earth creationism or evolution? A lot of schools, Christian schools, will say, well, that's not something mm. about salvation. Mm-hmm. That's not core to our identity. Oh, so we don't care what you believe about that. And like that, we're not like one of those fundy Christian schools mm. that teaches young earth creationism. Sure. So like you you can believe whatever you want about that stuff yeah. as long as you believe in these, right. you know, set of doctrines. I'd recommend on that, just on that tip, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ross Blotcher on Ono Ross and Carrie is doing a thing where he visited the um, the Ark Encounter mm-hmm. and he's going through and talking about it and he talks a lot about like the questionnaires that employees have, oh, to, yeah. have to fill out which is they do have to be they young do. earth creationists. And which makes sense because that's Ark Encounter's thing. I mean, I don't thing. know why you wouldn't want to, why you'd want to work there if right. you weren't in lockstep but with that's what the they think. That's why this question was a little weird on the new updated Mormon questionnaire because they're like, when it comes to same, it's, you can oppose same-sex marriage as, like, an institution, mm-hmm. but, like, there are plenty of Mormons who are gay. There are plenty of Mormons who have very different opinions mm. about how we should deal with LGBTQ rights and yeah. trans people and all that stuff. Like, why is that suddenly, like, a point of this has to... You have to check this box. Because they're galvanizing. That was the question. They're galvanizing. So, well, it turns out, This is from the Salt Lake Tribune this week. Um, There were two professors who taught classes at BYU-Idaho. One of them, uh, Lindsay Larson Call is her name. She taught online classes for them for 10 years. As far as I can tell, all the academic stuff is there. All the student endorsements, like students love her. Uh So, like, she thinks she's doing fine. She is a practicing Mormon. So she's like, yes, the questionnaire, when that changed... Like, so she had to get a recommendation from her bishop and all mm-hmm. that. She's like, no problem, because I am one of you. So, like, she didn't think anything would be an issue. There was another guy, Ben Buswell, who also taught online classes for, like, six or seven years at BYU-Idaho. Also, same thing. Good record, great on paper. Mm-hmm. And also, he says, like, I am a Mormon, and I asked my bishop for the recommendation. And I talked to my bishop, and he's like, yeah, of course, I gave you a great recommendation. Of course. So that's fine. Um, and then... This year, both of them were basically laid off by the school, basically saying, here's, I'm going to read from this, um, because the school said you did not receive ecclesiastical clearance. But their bishops were like, no, 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 not me. Right. And so, like, so the instructors, lying. the instructors are like, well, what did we do wrong, according to you? Mm. And the school won't tell them. 
And they ask their bishops, and their bishops are like, well, I, we gave you good recommendations. <laughs> so the bishops are like, but you're fine. So like, the, the thing the bishops are supposed to sign off on, yeah. the Mormon church is saying, And it was mm, just these work. two? Well, there were more, but these two spoke with the Salt Lake Tribune. So here's from the article. I'm dying to know. <clears throat> from the article, it says, Buswell had recently opened up to his bishop, a guy he considered a peer and a friend, mm-hmm. about concerns he had about the church's policies regarding the LGBTQ community. The article didn't get into specifics. Um, I guess Am I he about just... to learn something about the two people who spoke no, up? No, no, no. Like, he just had concerns. Like, maybe, maybe I'm making this up. Like, maybe he thought it was too harsh the way they treated gay people under church rules. And he pointed that out to his bishop. But, but it, the conversation they had ended with Buswell telling his bishop, you know, I feel confident I'll figure it out. And it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, I have these concerns, but I'm sure the church is right on it. And I just need to get to that place. I'm is, just not there yet. Is he suspicious of his bishop or of the church? No, there's no suspicion. Okay. He's questioning the church's stance on LGBTQ people. And he's like, hey, bishop, you know, the church said this. And you think that he, the bishop somehow conveyed that to the people of like, he's not rabidly anti-gay. So the, the conversation had been fresh on the bishop's mind. The bishop told his congregant when he had completed the form. So he told me, this is Buswell talking. Mm -hmm. So he told me, I said, Brother Buswell has expressed some concerns about the issue, but that, quote, he is honest in his desire to understand the Lord and will come to the right decision on this. Okay. So what we are looking at Mm -hmm. here is that they are not going to permit a person having any kind of doubt. Any kind of doubt, any concern. If you have doubt, you cannot go to your bishop, who should be the most trustworthy person in your life because he's your connection with God. Yep. But if you don't actively hate gay people enough and if you're not going to walk again in lockstep with everything the church says then get the fuck out of here and this is why i don't think that these kind of colleges are going to be around for another generation right or they're just going to get so like i guess incestuous it's just the same like 20 families i should should point out the like schools like byu are a lot more lenient with the students not by much but a little bit with the students than they are the professors the professors have to walk the line the students can be a little more oh interesting uh flexible but not by much but again the point is you're right this guy expressed some doubt but then even told his bishop, yeah, I'll get on the church's bigotry side on this eventually. Just give me some time, which isn't a great answer either. But the bishop is like, yeah, I'm sure you will. And I will. What should I do on this recommendation? Mm. Well, I'm going to tell the truth, which is, yeah, he was a little concerned about that. But he's on our side. He'll get there. Don't worry about it. I give him a have, like great recommendation. And BYU let this guy go. Now, mm-hmm. BYU will not say that's the reason why. I have a question. Yeah. Did they let him go or is it like a contract renewal situation? No, no, no. They said like, you're gone. Now. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, what about the other woman? Yeah. Uh, call. In her case, she said, this is her talking, like, cause they won't tell her why she's been let go either. Of course. She said she wasn't shy about raising concerns in faculty meetings about the curriculum and how it treated LGBTQ issues. Uh. Specifically, she pushed back in one instance 
when there was a video that theorized that mothers contributed to same-sex attraction in their children. Basically, why are you gay? Well, it's because of something your mommy did. Like while she was pregnant or while she was Maybe. raising you? Either way. But that she's like, matter. that's not true. That's nothing? That has nothing to do with anything. Why are we telling students that? So she's... And, and how by is the way, helpful? And how is that getting me closer to Jesus? She also said, by the way, that taking that position that your mom had something to do with it, that goes against what the church's own website says, no. which is that it doesn't take a position on the causes of same-sex attraction. And she said to the Salt Lake Tribune, that was five or six years ago. I don't think that my advocacy for removing that video specifically made its way to the ECO, but it is emblematic of some of the changes I advocated for over the years. I mean, literally, my therapist just told me that there's an Australian expression, don't be the tallest poppy. Uh-huh. She stuck her neck out and got got. Yeah. And yeah. that's why people and that's why people don't stick their neck out. Like you wonder how these people just get like wrapped up into this because they were afraid to lose their job and their community and their family. These people have a it's a There's no difference between this and a cult. There is absolutely no difference between this and a cult. Because what cults do are socially isolate you, tell you that you are lesser than and you need to do this to be better. Like, this is... The the social isolation is so dangerous and we don't pay attention to it. If you all of a sudden find yourself in a bit... Like, you know, you get a job at BYU and all of a sudden three years later, you're like, oh, weird... I don't talk to my old friends anymore. All of my friends are Mormon and are reinforcing this sort of homophobia nonsense. Like, but then what? Now these are all my friends and this is my job and this is where I live. What am I going to do? Quit my job? Yeah, it's very hard. Um, I should say a few years ago, a BYU-Idaho professor was fired. Forget this. They went on Facebook, went on their personal page where the settings are private, like only my friends can see what I'm posting here, and said that she didn't believe homosexuality was a sin. Uh Word got back to BYU somehow. Be careful. One of your friends has taken screenshots, and she was fired after that. I thought, like, well, that's messed up, that you can't even say this in private. It's embarrassing for them. But I'm like, I get that. She opposes the beliefs of the Mormon church on this particular matter. I mean... It's messed up, but I do get why BYU got rid of her. But again, these two expressed them. I mean, it's wrong, but I get where BYU is coming from. We found out about this. And if you disagree with us Mm -hmm. in private, Mm -hmm. like, well, you can't be here. I do understand that, but it's cult-like. But these two didn't do that. They said, hey, our policies say this. I'm having doubts about this or concerns. And they raised it to, like you said, the one person they're supposed to be able to trust, mm-hmm. at least in the guy's case. And it came back and now they're out of a job. Mm. It's that's messed up. And like, I want I mean, who do you blame for this there? You can blame the Mormon the, church. Sure. The Mormon but church. How many people are still working at BYU? Snitch who turned that one yeah. woman in. That is honestly my number one target. I'm coming for Unless you. Unless you're like Ted Cruz's wife's friend. Like, don't do that. Um. Anyone oh, who's still no, working. I want to be clear. If you can snitch on Ted Cruz, snitch on Ted Cruz every time. <laughs> Anyone who's still working for a BYU school, they're all on their. This is, again, you're not, in the bubble. It's, I know. I you can't really quit your hard job. The thing to deal with is like if your employment is right. That's what, listen, I watch a lot of cult documentaries and you yeah. know that about me. And the A number one thing is at some point they're like, well, my housing. 
my friends, my relationship, my family, my job, and my community, my kids' schools are all wrapped up in, say, the Mormon church. I have no way out of this except for blowing up my entire life and my kids' lives and my partner's lives and the lives of the people immediately around me. These people get so deeply sucked into this that there is no way out. It like obviously there's literally a way out. They could run away in the middle of the yeah, night. You're asking them to do a lot. You're asking them to give up everything that gives them support, their community, their money, their home. It's so hard. Be mad at Mormon leadership at all levels. Yeah, like the people who are listen, watch Stay sweet, keep praying, yeah. keep stay, pray and obey, or whatever that is. It's that's it. One that's last story for you here because okay. uh, it's just weird. Um, little history lesson here in 2006, <laughs> uh, the journal Science they published uh, an a chart showing the acceptance of evolution in like 34 countries. Mm. So, Iceland, for example, is overwhelmingly they believe. Uh, evolution is true. Well, it's because they have those Icelandic horses there, which are the peak of evolution. So when they're like, we did it. When you're surrounded by like glaciers and stuff sure. and you see them melting. It's hard and, to like, miss. You have mountains everywhere. Like, yeah, evolution, you get it. Denmark, <laughs> Sweden, all very accepting you're, of evolution. You're basic Scandinavian countries. The reason this was in the magazine is they're like, where's the United States on this? Of all the, and again, of the 34 countries, we were 33 I'm Granted, sorry. a selected choice here. Who is here. 34th? We'll get there. Oh, boy. So oh we boy. were 33 because only 40% of Americans accept evolution. I was going to guess 40. Uh, at the time, I think another 40% said it was false, and a bunch of people had no idea. But, so that was the reason that article was there. What was the lowest one on the list? Turkey. I'm, where they said only like 25, 26% accept it, but like more than half say it's false. Honestly, I think I read this report in 2006 because one of my good friends is Turkish, and I think he would have said, because I'm like, oh yeah, it was Turkey, right? Yeah, it was Turkey. And the one of the reasons Turkey is at the bottom of the list is because there's one dude who's like an insane creationist in Turkey. Really? And his name is Adnan uh, Akhtar. Okay. And Akhtar has been this creationist preacher in Turkey um, he's been doing this for years. And like back in 2000, mid 2000s, uh, he wrote a textbook called the Atlas of creation under a pen name. Oh boy. And it was like this big giant book with all these illustrations. And like, you could tell it was expensive to make and it was even more expensive to send to Can all these people around the world. Can you imagine shipping a big book yeah. around the world? It would have been insane. Um, but this guy, uh, he's been very effective in 2017. Turkey removed evolution from the nation's science classes entirely. Well. Okay, but it turns out he's not just like the Ken Ham of Turkey. <laughs> this guy is Ken like... Ham is such a stupid name. We don't talk about that enough. We don't. Go um, He's also... Agnan Akhtar is also like running a weird sex cult. Uh-huh. They always end up in sex cults. <laughs> Again, he, as somebody who reads runs listen, a lot of docs, always ends in sex cults. Of all the various sex cults you could be running... This guy's sex cult is weird. Weird on the range of sex cults. Weird on the range of sex cults because, so like, I think Vice. I'm not going to ask what you think a normal sex cult is because I think that would really get into situations we're not happy with. (laughs) There is a documentary on Vice, which is on YouTube right now. You can watch this, like, search Adnan Akhtar, O-K-T-A-R's name, and you will find, like, his weird sex cult video where this reporter was like, I want to talk to the women because 
Some of He's you like our women can't <clears throat> speak. <laughs> uh, really quick, like. He surrounds himself with an army of virtually identical... He's like Hugh Hefner, but the women are even more identical than that. He calls himself a feminist, which, of course, upsets Turkish Islamic traditionalists. Because, like, that's not okay. Affects everybody who's an actual feminist, because it doesn't Uh sound like he's actually He said he has over a thousand girlfriends because there is a, quote, overflowing of love in my heart for women. And also because he is... Extraordinarily potent He says that No man who has Uh ever bragged about his sexual prowess Has been any good in bed Mm. Well I'm telling you Watch this video because the reporter's like I would like I'm not going to watch this video Oh you should She's like I kind of want to talk to the women Like are they okay Are you And of course it's. He's like they're thriving Yeah and then they're all there And it's like talking to seven robots And it's just creepy Because like I just want to talk to normal people And none of them are And she's like Are you all here on your own free will? And they're like Yes I am Then the music starts playing They all nod in unison Uh huh (laughs) And then the music starts playing And they all start doing a weird creepy dance Like oh yeah the music I'm gonna start dancing now Were they in unison? Kind of It was creepy it was I creepy. love a creepy dance. But wait, it gets worse for this no, guy. No, it doesn't. Because in 2018, um, Akhtar was arrested on a bunch of charts. I'm going to read from an article in a Turkish news source. Oh <clears throat> Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. According to the detention warrant, Akhtar and his followers are accused of forming a criminal organization, sexual abuse of children, sexual assault, child kidnapping, Uh-oh. sexual harassment, Blackmailing, false imprisonment, political and military espionage, mm. fraud by exploiting religious feelings, money laundering, That's a very specific violation law. of privacy, forgery of official documents, opposition to anti-terror law, coercion, use of violence, slander, alienating citizens from mandatory military service, My anti-terror, insulting, false incrimination. Perjury, aggravated fraud, smuggling, tax evasion, bribery, torture, torture. I call it tax uh, evasion. Illegal recording of personal data, <laughs> violating the law on the protection of family and women, and violating a citizen's right to get education and participate in politics. All of that. Shit. He was a busy boy. <clears throat> yeah. And I should say... Uh, the president of Turkey, Erdogan, is like a dictator mm. and doesn't like this guy. So people what? are like, this is a political witch hunt of sorts. Real Clash of the Titans situation. Uh-huh. But like, so part of me is like, well, it's Erdogan and this is like a mili- like the president going after a powerful guy in his country. Right. But also this guy isn't worth defending. Um, right. Anyway, uh, last week... Judges find like there was a mistrial. He got sentenced, and then they said uh, it was a mistrial. Well, now they got a new verdict, and it turns out Akhtar, in total, was sentenced to eight thousand six hundred fifty-eight <laughs> years in jail because he's oh, the head of the cult. My eight thousand 
658 years. I mean, I wouldn't have gone past 8,000 myself. I thought no, that was No, that's harsh. overkill, I'd say. Can <clears> I <throat> actually, this is a, a thing I know a little bit about. Can I talk a little bit about like why sentences are like <laughs> this? Yeah. So like the 8,000 thing, it's, I, I remember being a kid and hearing somebody got like 200 years in prison. And I was like, what the fuck are Four we doing life here? Sentences. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. Essentially, when you see a, a really egregiously long sentences like this, it's because they have um, sentenced him individually on each charge, which me, which just protects um, the government, protects whomever put him in jail to be like, okay, well, if this got overturned, like you said, a mm-hmm. mis- mistrial, a, a technicality, we still have these eighty other um, uh, charges that we have against him that still stand. So, okay, it's going to go down from eight thousand years to seven thousand years. Fine. What right. we don't want it to go down to is. Two years. Right. So when And sometimes if they do like four life sentences, Mm -hmm. even though you only need one life sentence, it's because there were four victims and they all deserve their charge. And their their sentence. Again, you kill four people if you got brought up in four individual murder charges, Mm -hmm. one could be dropped for whatever reason. Shit happens in trials. So it's just a security of being making sure that these people stay in jail. I should say should not be ignored that one of his they call themselves kittens. One of his kittens no, said no. she and the other women were repeatedly sexually abused and forced to take birth control afterwards. Police, like when they... B? Huh? Like plan B? Yeah, I think or so. abortion? Uh, they just said birth control in the article. But okay. police, when they raided this guy's home, they found approximately 69,000 contraceptive pills. 69? Nice. You are correct. So I, So I don't know how I feel about this. Like... He's a messed up dude. He's a cult leader, he seems. And he's a creationist, which doesn't help. Mm-hmm. A punishment for something was overdue. But also, like, the people doing the sentencing, I don't exactly trust either. No, I mean... I don't know who the... Who is the hero the, in this story? No one's the hero. Who's the worst in the story is what I can't figure out. Oh, I would say the rapist is the worst. If that's what he actually did, which... I don't know how seriously to take any of this stuff because I don't know who's doing the talking. Hemant, a man does not have a thousand girlfriends, all of whom consent. I to don't his know how much of this to believe. Sex. I don't know how much of this to believe. And I'm, from okay, who? well, if he has a bunch of automaton, automaton, automatons, that's what I said. Sure, it is. <laughs> Who are basically speaking like separate wives? Yes, exactly. I think we can assume that somebody in there is afraid for their well-being, which is why they're not acting independently. Also, another weird thing is when you watch videos of this guy. uh, There are so many videos on YouTube. It's the weird thing that you watch so many videos of this guy. So many. Um, every video of this guy on YouTube is him with a side profile sitting in a chair. While one of the, like, Stepford wives, yeah, while one of the Stepford wives does a weird little dance in front of him. Do you have it up? Uh, No, I don't. Okay. Uh, Will you show it to me after we record? Sure. She just does a little dance for him, and he just sits there stoically and watches. He's, he's not, wait, why is this video being taken? I have no clue. It's literally just him sitting quietly? He's not talking to camera? Yeah. It's like a lap dance, but no one's touching each other. Nope. Is she, what, what's the clothing situation? Trying to be sexy. Okay. But like, covered more or less? Yeah. Like is she she's not naked. Nope. But is she doing like sexy, like kind shimmies? of, but not really. And he's just sitting there watching. It's And what am I supposed to get out of this? I have no idea, but there's like a dozen videos of just that. 
Now I'm intrigued. And every, even in the Vice documentary thing, that's like 20 minutes, <clears throat> when they talk to this guy, again, you never see his whole face. It's just the one side. It's weird. Wow. <clears throat> that is fucking strange. And with that, I am done. Good. I had to pee so bad. Have um, fun. For, well, okay, I'm going to just wrap it up yes. here first before I do that. Um, For our bonus episode. So, because we're recording on a Wednesday night, Hammett is one episode of Survivor ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And so, we're not going to talk about that tonight because I don't trust Hammett not to spoil shit for me. Ah. Um, because I literally texted him today about one of the contestants and his response was, what about her? I'm like, oh, okay, that means they hella got kicked off because... <laughs> Um, anyway, um, so I would love to tell you a story, two stories actually that happened this past week to me. Okay. That have to do with the barn cats at the Hanson Center. Okay. They are both very interesting and weird, fun stories, and they, spoiler alert, both have happy endings. Okay. It just really rocked my world. And also, I saw the movie The Menu, and I would love to talk to you about it. And if anybody has seen it, I would love to talk to you about it. Um, and then I have some shows I've been watching that I'm going to pitch if we run out of time. Excellent. All right. You know where to find us. Uh, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Mom for now, ne- I'm still on Twitter. I don't know. I'm at Hemant Meta on Twitter for another, I don't know, three minutes. Mom, the next episode should be the bonus episode. If it's not the bonus episode, just shoot me a text. I'll help you. Ah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter. I get, I mean, has Twitter bounced back? I feel no. like the... No, I, I'm it's not still bad. Anyway. It's well, it's still always very, bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jess Blumke. Uh, you can always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. If you're in the Chicagoland area, stop by the Hanson Center in Burr Ridge. Uh, $25 ahead. We're doing a winter party. You can take a picture with uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and their winter horse. And if you go to our website, friendlyatheistpodcast.com, yes. where there's a store, mm-hmm. we have new apparel. Thank you to the person who wrote us and said, I would like to buy a hat. Because guess what? There's hats now! There's hats. I put a baseball cap. <clears throat> like big giant hats, like the one hat. from the guy from the football after or the basketball game or the football game where he just did his post-game interview in a big, giant hat. Are you thinking of Pharrell from 2013? It's not Pharrell from 2013, <laughs> but it could be. I would love to see this hat. I do love when, when athletes oh, take just big fashion Google swings. big, giant, I genuinely hat. love it. Yeah. Um, are, we're back to normal next week? We are. Okay, see you see then. You then. Bye.